the hope is that all we're trying to do is actually, in terms of our movement, is just bring people together that have been touched by suicide, but mm-hmm. giving them a sense that, hey, you're not alone in this, but in the sense that we can actually, and we say it all the time, we're stronger together, you know, mm-hmm. we can be strong through it. The numbers are disappointing, but at the same time, it doesn't discourage us from still bringing hope to families and also encouraging them to empower their communities, their families, their colleagues at work, and so forth. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Please Blow My Mind with me, Will Fleming. I want to thank you all for being here today. I want to also preface and prepare you that we're talking about hard stuff in this podcast. We're talking about suicide and for many that's not a topic of conversation. That's not really something we like talking about and even know how to talk about in our world today. In New Zealand, the statistics are the worst they've ever been. And you have to ask yourself, where do you find hope when so many people seem to not have hope? For me, it's in this podcast. It's talking to people. It's trying to articulate my journey of belief, meaning, hope, understanding, fear. And my guest today, Joseph Fa'afiel, he is someone who I believe is working hard to understand hope. He is the founding member of Hope Walk New Zealand and this is a this is a it's not an event he said it's a it's a movement it's a catch up with people who have been affected by suicide and they walk together cry together smile together be together And I caught up with him on the morning of his Hope Walk 2019. We had a a quick podcast. It brings a smile to my face because normally we podcast in the back of the mobile van. But we were were short on time. So I set up the front rig, Studio B. (laughs) And we cranked out a quick podcast before his morning started his briefing his first briefing is at 7 30 so i met him at seven or a little bit after we have a coffee we have a chat we talk about hope and it's something that i hope all of these podcasts hint at is hope that we should have because i definitely think we should have hope even if it's talking about the dark stuff all the time i i know that hope for me is that tomorrow is the tomorrow is the constantly getting up and going I've been trying to articulate this idea of you know carrying a burden and I think it's incredibly difficult to fathom what carrying a burden is but I think we do it every day I think if I think about uh, you know this idea of carrying something really heavy up up a huge hill and why you should do that. I think I heard Jordan Peterson talk about, you know, this idea of transcendence and what happens when you carry 
that huge burden up that hill and you make it one day, what is on the other side of that? And I've been thinking about what is on the other side of that, you know? Uh, uh, Overcoming a burden, overcoming these obstacles. And I think it's tomorrow. I think that's it. I think you carry a burden every day so that you can wake up tomorrow and carry another one. And, you know, that sounds a bit scary and, and, you know, ironically meaningless. But I, I hope you also find meaning in that because it's hard. Carrying that burden is hard. We all know it. Everyone carries a burden. Maybe maybe it's from the past or coming in the future but we all have to share this burden and I don't know man it's just something that I reckon we should talk about I reckon we should acknowledge and I reckon we should you know almost invite the burden in our life because here's a bit of a deeper thought on that you know when you uh, and sorry if it this kind of kind of maybe freaks some people out but this is just how my mind works. It thinks about things, and I've started thinking about the the grey area, which you know, in these in this world of hard drawn lines, you can't think about anything grey anymore. And and I want to because I think that's part of our humanity. I think that's our soul. You know, is thinking about the grey the grey zone. And I've been thinking about this idea of burden and carrying it to the top of these things and and overcoming it and transcendence and what is that and I think of ourselves maybe like a battery like a recharging battery you know sleep recharges us and and I had this idea that at the end of the burden you know at the end of life that when you die hopefully old send that battery's energy your body your soul whatever it is out and it fuels things it fuels the next thing and this kind of sad and scary thought I had is maybe people who die by suicide their battery's not full so when they die they send out not a full charge and that 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 means the rest of life you know the future the past the present doesn't have as much to power it but I don't know man it's a that's a I've got a bit wild there so I hope you, you kind of know the essence of what I mean I don't quite know what I mean all the time but uh, that's the deal with the podcast as I talk about it and we work it out and we think about it and we reflect and we do it every week and so yeah let's jump into the chat with Joseph talk about hope walk talk about where he finds hope Um, and I hope you are feeling hopeful because really that's that's our superpower that's our that's what every movie teaches us you know and Superman (laughs) why am I bringing up Superman and Superman is it two Superman loses all his power and he becomes a mere mortal like us And he has to have hope. He has to have hope that there's a path for him. And there is in every movie. You know, even Avengers, same story. No hope. There's no hope. But there always is. There's always... uh, There's always light. So, 
Marlon Brando, Superman's dad. Okay, I've got way over time here, but anyway. Marlon Brando, Superman's dad, says to his son, Kal-El, when he sends him to Earth, they can be a great people, Kal-El, if they wish to be. They only lack the light to show the way. For this reason above all, their capacity for good. I have sent them you, my only son. <laughs> I don't know what that's got to do with hope, but it makes me feel hopeful. Enjoy this week's episode with Joseph Butterfield. Follow Hope Walk Online. Have hope yourself. Thank you all for blowing my mind. Welcome to Please Blow My Mind with me, Will Fleming. Please blow my mind. Whoa. That's the goal, brother. Get joy in your lives every day. <laughs> I'm just simply looking to be 1% better every day. I get it, man. We're together on that. That is mind-blowing. We've got a work cut out for us. It's the thing that inspires me to continue on. Everything happens, and then we find a reason. You just went deep. Sweet ass. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Um, Thank you so much. <laughs> you're welcome. I love the fact that normally it's in the back in the beautiful studio van. Yeah. You're jammed in the front because we're jammed for time. It's relevant, eh? It's yeah. like uh, you're on the pump today. So, so Joseph, what's like you got your first meeting at 7.30? Yeah. So we got our um, health and safety briefing just with volunteers, just making sure that um, yeah, everyone knows what they're doing, just making sure we're keeping everyone safe. Um, yeah, so it's 7.30, first one, 7.30. Then we start to um, put people in different places and that. Yeah. So when the people actually, when the Hope Walkers are walking, they can see different, uh, there'll be different signs posted up in different places as well. Um, I think I came to the first Hope Walk two years ago. Mm. And obviously I was one of those people who had not known much about it because I haven't experienced someone close to me. Mm. Um, what's the correct terminology? Committing suicide? Or, yeah, um, or taking uh, died by suicide, or right, died yeah. by suicide. Um, so it was firstly amazing to see just the volume of people. Mm. I hadn't experienced that since rugby games or something yeah. like that, right? Since then, I've I've been part of a few things around the community, which brings people together. Yeah. And and I wonder if there's more of an appetite for people to you know in the social media world we live in. Yeah. Um, do you get the feeling people are wanting to be more together in real life? Yeah, I think the human connection because mm. you it's the face to face, you know, yeah. it's the, the connection of coffees, mm. you know. Um, and that's been lost in there because it's easy to sit home and, and just um, have your own little world, um, live kind of a, a highlighted life on social media. Yeah, because social media is really just a highlight of your yeah. life, you know, it's not real, real life, you know, yeah. it's not the changing of diapers and mm. not the stuff that hits you in the face every day. Yeah true that yeah so it's that connection you know mm. that people are looking for and i think when you have events like this it just brings a awareness that people can be together yeah and if it's in a safe environment people can come and just be themselves mm. you know so that's why i'm joined to seeing a lot of these connection points where people come together and i think that's why hope walk in itself has been a draw card for people yeah. they've been touched by suicide because we yeah. they know in themselves it's a connection point for them mm. um just something a little bit and I don't quite know how to ask this, but I saw via your social media channels that suicide is up. Yeah. And I really thought to myself, man, what the hell's going on? You know, we yeah. we are. It's it's a word that 
you know, we talk about mental health every day in society. There's yeah. literally resources going in. It feels like we're doing more than ever before, but it's it's is it helping? Is it not? I mean, where's your head at in terms of how do you still have hope? Yeah. When it seems that you know we're we're up against this evil or something. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know, yeah. it's the, the, we don't seem to be winning. Yeah. Or is that too you know? Yeah, and I think you look at the numbers and you think, um, what have we done? Have we just wasted time? Yeah. But I think the fact that I think a lot of awareness is out there. Right. But I think it's really just now changing our tack in terms of actual prevention. You know. Mm. Now, before they uh, found at the end of the river, uh, in terms of their situation, um, what uh, what got them in the river in the first place? You know, looking at further ahead, you know, what what actually what was the problems they got there? And to a place where they actually felt like there was nothing to live for. So, there's a lot of um, things that we've done um, collectively around these heaps of awareness. You know, starting to be more. I think the stigma's starting to kind of be lowered. Right. People are starting to be more real about it. Uh, there's more conversation. Obviously, uh, the government starts to talk about it even more. There's now our new uh, suicide prevention office. So there's definitely awareness out there. I think now is a time where people got to take their egos off the table and put down some strategy to work together. Um, and also making sure we there's a bridge that needs to be created between what's available um, from a clinical point of view mm. and then what's in the community. Um, because a lot of community... Um, I see it on TV, but for them, is it real for them? Is it real for their families? Right. So getting to that place where they can have all the information they need to actually make, I know, everyday conversations with their family members in there. Mm. I think, yeah, it is, I think we can be discouraged. Right. Um, but that's where my hope comes from. You know, yeah. We can't live in fear that we're not going to do anything. Yeah. But the hope is that all we're trying to do is actually, in terms of our movement, is just bring people together that have been touched by suicide, but mm-hmm. giving them a sense that, hey, you're not alone in this, but in the sense that we can actually, we say all the time, we're stronger together, you know, mm-hmm. we can be strong through it. The numbers are disappointing, but at the same time, it doesn't discourage us from still bringing hope to families and also encouraging them to empower their communities, their families, their colleagues at work, and so forth. And I guess it's also healing for the families that yeah, come, yeah, right? Like yeah. that's the bit we talk about the people who are gone, mm. but the people who are here uh, in their own suffering as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it's massive, you know, mm. for families and they still come. Yeah. And for them it's their annual time of remembrance yeah. and time where they can reflect. Because it's an environment there they feel like, hey, wait a minute, I'm not alone in this. Mm. That when I'm having a conversation with someone else at least they get me and they feel like they can walk away from an event and I feel like I just felt like I was judged even more or there was no sense of hope but our attitude is that we can actually give them that sense of healing in the process because it is a journey you know mm. this is not a destination hope book is not a destination right. it's a it's a part of a journey so hopefully we can add value to that journey of healing for people it's so interesting talking to you bro because you know I don't know if that many people have time to reflect deeply in real time about what we are up to, you know? Mm. We're, we're, yeah. It feels like, you know, quite often I'll say to people, oh, I'm really busy at the moment. Mm. And we're just filling our days with these things, you know, versus back in the day where a sleep 
during the day was probably more, <laughs> yeah. you know, for some countries like the Mediterranean, you know, we all love it. They, yeah. you know, they're tanned and they have yeah. olives and they nap and, you know, yeah. everyone smokes and mm. they all seem to live to like 120. It just seems like maybe it's a bit of our Western world built in with a bit of our, you know, hardworking Pacifica culture. Mm. It, it, this, this idea you, you scrap for everything you get. Yep. But, but it feels like we can get too full up with stuff, eh? Yeah, uh, for sure. And I think we live lives where we're seeking approval for every step of the way. Yes. Like, if I do this, the expectation is that I'll be approved for it. Mm. But our value is not in what we do. Our value is in who we are. Yeah. And so that's where... I guess when I look at it from a prevention point of view, that's where a lot of some of the, the kids that we um, we see and the families we deal with, uh, there's no sense of where they came from, you know? Mm. And it's a typical kind of worldview that, um, you know, when you introduce yourself to someone, you go, hey, what do you do? And they go, oh, I'm an engineer, you know? Mm. But in actual fact, when we used to introduce ourselves back in the day, yeah. it used to be about, oh, we, oh, who's your mum and dad? Mm. You know, where did you come from? Mm. It's who you are. But now we live in a society where it's all approval, or you got to be a you know, top class. Then when wow. parents came over to New Zealand, it was like, you either be a doctor or a lawyer. <laughs> and I guess you, the parents found the approval that their kids will be accepted yeah. if they get a high-paying job. Right. But at the same time, that kind of culture has developed over years, and people now think that their approvals in what they do. Wow. And you miss the fact that it's not in what we do, it's who we are. Well, even something as simple as referencing who you come from yep. means you're not alone. Yeah, that's if right. If you say, I'm Will and I'm a video guy, podcaster, yep. you just isolated yourself yeah. subconsciously. Yeah. Eh? So you, maybe that is part of these things that we, we look for these, you know, magic pills mm. and, and a system and just because you can get free counselling and all these things yeah. but actually we got to do what we always had to do to lose weight yeah. you got to go for the walk and you got to yeah, stop yeah. eating that chockey even yeah. though it's yummy um, <laughs> it's like the temptation to isolate yourself is great in this world too mm. eh? you know and I feel it myself you know it's about my podcast and what I'm doing here and who's mm. my next guest instead of thinking wow I get to spend time with people every week yeah. you know and get to ask them a little bit about them and yeah so right. yeah man and then you become the point of difference it's mm. not what you do it's who you are right, right. and and the reason like I like coming in is because I know who you are mm. and it's not because of what we do or yeah. what you do and not because you do a blog and all right, that stuff right. it's because I've actually generally met you mm. and your heart is sincere and you actually want to get the right messages out right, there so right. um, or I could have just been at the debrief <laughs> <stay there. laughs> but in reality I have time for you so thank you and that's what people don't do these days. It's like, well, you're not any significance to me. Right. You're not going to give me approval, mm. so I'm not going to do that. And what blows my mind, brother, and I'm on my own kind of journey as well, is mm. if I think long term, and, and part of that journey is working out spiritually what's yeah. up, you know? But but when you talk, I think, you know, because you, um, you run a church, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lead a church, yeah. And so your, uh, your life is kind of about giving mm. and about understanding you know this idea I've talked about it on the podcast before I have no way of referencing what uh, sacrifice means yeah because I was never really showing that it was yeah. a bit like I was the youngest of all these kids yes and it was like ah that boy likes to eat good he's the eater in the family yeah <laughs> so it was about take take and give and um, a, a lot you know yeah. because for my mum 
like she was she was so happy coming from Raro that yep. we had a lot yes and so she thought she was doing the right thing and she kind of had she made this person who's full of love mm. but in a world that's a little bit sometimes can be cruel I don't know what to do with my love you know yep. so so I and because I haven't had that kind of um I have had the religious experience but not like I don't actively practice so I guess what I'm saying is yep. it's a long way of saying I'm still trying to work out what the hell's up with me yeah but Every day you're working these questions out and this idea of giving and taking and the mm. balance of that. And I feel like uh, I'm, I'm worried society is still pushing that part of our like our spiritual belief away. And my question is, what are we replacing it with? And I think it's Twitter, Facebook. Uh, yeah. uh, um, big brands are coming yeah. in now and telling us how we should live and mm. what we should think. And it's just creating this world which uh, feels extra unhappy. Yeah. You know, and I don't know how this will come across, but just bear with me for a sec. So I was thinking, if you're a believer, mm. you believe you would go to heaven. And if you're not good, you go to hell. Or something mm. like that mm. at the simplest level. Hell was this and is this horrible thing. Mm. So even if you're unhappy on earth, yeah. it's still better than mm. there mm. or wherever that is. Yeah. That gave you a reason to stay. Mm. So if you're telling people every day that there is nothing, yeah. then what's the point if you hate earth to stay here? Mm. And that's my that's the, where I think now that's got to we've got to do mm. something better than that. We've got to have something worse than dying mm. on earth. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so I don't quite know what to do with all those feelings, but yeah. I wonder if people come to you and ask these you know, type of questions. Yeah, yeah, and I think um, what I could swamp back is from my kind of worldview, you know, and like yourself, you're on your own journey, mm. um, and, and it's not my place to put judgment on that right. journey, you know. And but the thing is that I can only take it from my perspective mm. and then my my journey in terms of where I'm going. Yeah, and it's one of those things where um, even my parents, my parents were a reflection of all the things you talk about you know yep. we're talking about sacrifice talking yep. about love yep. like your mum yep. um, it was there were personifications of of the actual yes. meaning of those words mm. so uh, and in terms of what we do with that it's up to us you know yep. and how we live that out is up to us and we've got to make some bold decisions you know I'm uh, being a Christian and being a Jesus follower mm. it's not a religious thing it's like out of my relationship with Christ I live my life out to personify those values mm. and um and that's what I do, you know, I just live it out. Uh, and the great thing is that people might say, hey, that's that's cool, you know, and I, all I can do is actually go, I'm just hopefully I'm, I'm living a life that's reflecting mm. uh, the goodness of God. And people can go, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, that's, mm. that's value. So, yeah, that's all I could do, really. And um, and the cool thing about it is I get to do things like today. Yeah. And live that out for people and help people find a sense of hope. And that, and that journey. I'm just going to check the time yeah. because we don't. 22, okay, so like another three minutes and then you got to get out of here. So run us through the day again. you got your briefing and then what time does Hope Walk start? And for people who have yep. never seen Hope Walk, like what, what, what is it about? So Hope Walk is community-led. Mm. So in essence, it's community-led walk, community walk. So all those people that are walking are touched by suicide. Yeah. So every single person walks has been affected in some way. Mm. For the 685 people that were, uh, lives were taken uh, in the last annual year, yeah. there's people behind them mm. that were affected. Mm. And so we've created an environment for them. So we like to say it's an environment, not an event, because right. it's not a destination. Yeah, yeah. It's part of the journey. Cool. So we get them to come, come along where they know they're not going to be judged, but at the same time, they're with other people who are like-minded 
I'm not going to judge them, but also know exactly what kind of journey they're on, and in the hopes that in the walk they can start to talk, and actually others start to listen. Mm. And the beauty about it is it's very simple in terms of our working, but what we see at the end of it, the outcome is actually value. You know, people mm. start going more embracing of each other. You yes. know, more value. People start making connections with each other. Um, I know of a couple of. Um, older ladies who lost their kids mm. who still now have cups of tea together you know after four years when we started it so that's great yeah. that's great value and those relationships would not have formed if they didn't come on a walk yeah. yeah so it's all around the world so wow does it ever like buzz you out that it's kind of like yeah you know, something you cre- I mean that must give you hope too that in such darkness mm. there is some light eh? yeah and, and also gives me hope that and humanity itself, people around the world are feeling the same. Mm. I just want to bring my community together and cry together. Mm. We can hug, we can walk, we can talk, we can listen. And that's the beauty of it, you know. And that we hope yeah. a healing will come, they have a sense of hope. Mm. And also they feel empowered that they can help their own friends and family. Right. Are you really tired after Hope Walk Days? No, I'm real buzzy. Like I'm really, really buzzy. <laughs> I think I don't really... Um, until my head hits the pillow, that's mm. when I feel it. And I go, I, I'll use the day to reflect. And because you're having really deep conversations with people, yeah. um, and like, I like to listen a lot to people's mm. conversation because their story is awesome yeah. and it's valued. So um, I reflect on that at the end of the day. Actually, I reflect on that the whole week. Mm. And it's just a reminder of what we do because we could have stopped after the first year. Yeah. But we know there was a sense that it was bringing some hope to someone. And do you think this is a lifelong thing for you? Like, yeah. Um, to be honest with you, I wish we didn't have to walk. Yeah. Oh, that's the only reason we walk is because people have taken lives by suicide. Right. So I wish the year that you don't walk, that'll be the best year. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. When do you, maybe everyone can just meet because. Yeah. Just to just to um, say that there's no more suicides. Mm. You know. It's all it's heart wrenching sometimes when you think of it, mm. and so today's going to be a very emotional day yeah. um, for a lot of people. So, hey, all we can do is give them, hold them longer, yep. cry a bit more, yep. and also just be able to be there. And is that what blows your mind, bro? Like at the moment, the fact that people are going to show up today, they're going to be vulnerable, mm. they're going to share the most painful thing ever in their in their life. Yeah, it is. But they're not alone. Mm. That's what gives me hope. That I don't have to go and fix anything. That together in this we can be, we can help each other. Awesome. Right, you get to briefing. Mm. Thank you for joining me on the podcast, brother. It's oh, always man. a pleasure. And hopefully we can continue this. Yeah. Uh, next time I'll take you in the back with all the nice lights. Oh, and nice. The flashy stuff. in the front next to my. Uh, yeah. Thanks for your time, bro. Yeah, I know you're busy, and uh, really do appreciate it. Awesome. Bro. Appreciate you, bro. Thanks, man. Mm.